At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A warmer Billy Lowe. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For Jessica Soups with myself, Greg Tears, And now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Got a great podcast for you. Going to be keeping it a two-part chat today, and we've got on one of our favorites, Terrence Oglesby. He does an amazing job over there at the field of 68. Former sharpshooter over there with Clemson. Now he's just giving sharp analysis when it comes to the game of college basketball. We're going to be chatting with them about some of the teams that are going a little bit further under the radar out there in the ACC. A lot of people are buzzing about Duke. A lot of people are buzzing about North Carolina. I'll throw in their Miami as well as they made an Elite Eight. Uh, what if we want to talk a little bit about some of these teams that were towards the bottom of the conference that look to have made some good moves to be able to rise back up. A few sleeper teams that could be able to creep into that top three, top four sort of sector along with Duke and North Carolina as well. So we're going to be talking about those teams. And he's also a man, Terrence is, that wound up doing a little bit of broadcasting for the SoCon Conference Tournament last season. And we wound up seeing some very good moves made by that conference, including a little bit of movement over there at Chattanooga. You've got one power out there in the Paladins that I think are going to be in for a relatively good year as well. So we're going to be talking about those teams with Terrence today. That is going to be a lot of fun. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. We're getting into the time of the year in which most of the player movement is done. We're seeing a few guys winding up having sort of their start to the season being put on pause a little bit more due to injury, due to off-the-court situations. So we're starting to get a little bit more of a read on these teams. We're seeing a little bit more of these teams going overseas, showing their hand a little bit more as to some of the things that they might be trying out for this season. So now more and more, we're starting to get into sort of preview mode. We're going to be doing more set previews within the next few days. I plan on doing the Metro Atlantic this week, so it's going to be fun. The good old Mac with two A's on Mac. The Mac with one A, I'll probably wind up doing sometime next week. I'm looking at either doing the Mountain West and the Missouri Valley along with that as well. One of those two probably coming up this week. One of those two probably coming up next week if I really bust them out perhaps this week as well. So we've got lots of conference previews on tap and we've got a lot of great previews just on a day in and day out basis as well that are going to be coming up as now. We're starting to get outside of the transfer portal time of the year and we're starting to get into just being able to take a look forward to the upcoming season and Terrence, one of the best men in college basketball, being able to evaluate some of these rosters. Get to talk some ACC and SOCON with him next. Right here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Greg E. Peterson, now part of the VEASAN Family Podcast. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back here in Lovely Las Vegas for Jessica Soups with myself, Greg Eupsiers, and now a part of the Visa Family Podcast, and it is great to be joined by Terrence Oglesby. You may remember him from his time at Clemson where he was able to do a tremendous job as a sharpshooter over there. Now he's doing a great job of taking a look at the game of basketball, giving sharp analysis over there at the field of 68. On top of that, I know he's done some play-by-play and some commentary over there. He was doing the SOCON tournament a little bit earlier this year as well. And Terrence always does an amazing job when he joins this podcast. We're able to follow him on Twitter at T underscore Oglesby 22. Last name is spelled O-G-L-E-S-B-Y. And Terrence, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Greg, thank you as always. Excited to talk a little bit of college hoops. I think we're, what, 12 to 15 weeks away from the season. Still a little bit out, but the juices are starting to flow a little bit. I'm getting excited about a good college basketball season. And one conference in particular that I think is going to be a lot better is my own Atlantic Coast Conference. I'm excited for them to kind of rebound this season. But outside of that, Greg, it's always great to be on with you. I am excited to have you aboard as well. And it was an interesting year last year for the ACC because I think that it's fair to say the bottom teams were the bottom, but you wound up seeing Miami be able to reach Elite Eight, the two Blue Bloods, and Duke in North Carolina. They reach a Final Four, and I mean, shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Duke in North Carolina, they're projected to have good years again this year, but where are some of the teams that are maybe outside of that consensus top three, top four that you're taking a look at to have nice runs? Because I take a look at the ACC this year, and the past few years, you're even able to go back to that COVID-shortened year. It felt a little bit top-heavy out there in the ACC, and I take a look at more of those teams in the middle, and I've been very impressed by the moves that they have made in the transfer portal. Yeah, that's exactly right. And one team in particular I think is starting to move in the right direction is Boston College, and they haven't been good for the longest, but Earl Grant's done a tremendous job of bringing the right guys into the program. And not only that, signed four freshmen this year, two of which were four-star prospects. So it's one of the best recruiting classes that Boston College has ever had, quite frankly, Greg. So look for them uh, to have some success. Another underrated team, I think, moving into next season. I think Pitt could be a team that stands out. Coach Capel last season didn't have a true point guard on the roster. And as a result, he had a bunch of big wings that couldn't create for themselves. But they can shoot if they're put in catch-and-shoot positions. Now they add Dior Johnson. Now they add Nellie Cummings from the transfer from Colgate. I really like Pitt for the simple fact that, hey, look, after a season where they struggled turning the ball over, now they have two quality point guards. And Dior Johnson 
top 35 kid. I mean, that was a really big time get by Coach Capel and his staff. That's a team moving forward that because their missing piece was the point guard position, it affects so many other things. And I think Pitt could take a step forward this season after only going 11 and 21 last year. Yeah, to your point, bringing in Dior Johnson, a guy that was number five in his state, but as we know, the state of California, lots and lots of transfer there, lots and lots of talent there. And then on top of that, they bring Greg Elliott, a good sharpshooter, for Marquette, and I think that that's going to be big for a Pitt team that they were one of the slower teams in all of college basketball last season because they really needed to be. They just weren't able to get a lot of offense generated, and I think that it is always interesting to take a look at the styles in the ACC because, as we know, North Carolina, Duke, those are two teams that they aren't going to slow down for nothing. Meanwhile, Virginia, year in and year out, they are the slowest team in all of college basketball. And the one thing that I find to be just so unique about the ACC is that you've got some of the quickest teams in all of college basketball. Your alma mater, Clemson, under Brad Brownell. As we know, they always like to slow down a little bit more, hang their hat a bit more on defense. And I think out of all the power conferences, you've got the most variety of style out there in the ACC. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. And then not to mention, you look at Virginia Tech, who loves to run guys off for shooters, runaway shooters. And then you have Carolina, who lets those guys, they open up the floor and let those guards penetrate. Caleb Love, who came on late last season, R.J. Davis, with elite quickness. And now the big question is going to be is how John Shire is going to coach this team moving forward. I would assume that not a whole lot's going to change as far as playing style, but still, you have to look at how the game's moving forward. I wonder if he implements some different things. But you referenced Virginia, Greg. That was a team last season that... Every time you watch them play, you're like, man, they're a year away. Reese Beekman's a year away. Caden Shedrick's a year away. And now they get Kihei Clark for an extra year. Now they get some other bodies coming in. Ben Vanderplatt is a very good player, transferred from Ohio. Add some skill, a little bit of a poor man's Sam Hauser, if you will. But those juniors are going to be really, really good. Reese Beekman has elite quickness and an elite first step, even when they're playing in that slowed down pace. He still finds ways to use that athleticism, get to the rim. I think Virginia could be a dark horse pick. Everybody's picking Duke or Carolina. Virginia could be a dark horse pick to win the ACC regular season because they're just going to continue to beat teams. While Duke and North Carolina, they might get a little bit bored. If you're looking for a team that might not jump off the page, Virginia could be that team. And we're all talking about how down they were last year, and they were down. They were still 21-14 and 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 12-8 in the league. Now those guys have figured some things out. Look for Virginia to make a push. And Virginia has went to my neck of the woods. As we know, Tony Bennett used to play for the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. Brings in Leon Bond, the number two recruit from the state of Wisconsin. Very underrated guy, top 65 recruit. I think that he could have a big year. Ben Vanderplas. I actually used to do high school broadcasts for his old high school of Ripon, Wisconsin. I can tell you right now, that guy is going to be a stud for them as well. We saw what he was able to do at Ohio. Typically, you don't see Virginia a top 15 team with regards to their recruiting class, but that is the case for them as Terrence Oglesby of the Field of 68 is joining me on the podcast. So then I take a look at another team out there in the ACC. We're talking about how Virginia was down last season. This team was down, but I don't necessarily think that it was the fault of Leonard Hamilton, a guy that I've come around a little bit more on as a coach. A few years ago, I do feel like there were some times in which I was sort of saying, like, what in the world is Leonard Hamilton doing? But Leonard Hamilton, I feel like, has turned the corner a little bit as a coach. You always know that he's going to bring in good recruits. And for Florida State, they wound up having pretty much a starting five wind up being injured last season as you wind up bringing in guys like Caleb Mills and company. You wind up just seeing one guy after another wind up going down. Now, they did wind up losing a little bit of talent to the pro ranks, but they wind up bringing in 
quite a few guys like it. Deontay Green is a top 100 recruit. He was, I believe, the number two recruit out there in the state of North Carolina. He's going to be able to come in. They just bring in a lot of these guys are like six foot six, six foot seven. They guard multiple positions. They all shoot threes somewhere between 33 and 36 percent. If you shoot above 36 percent, you have to miss a few to wind up getting back in that neighborhood. If you're 32 percent or lower, you get the bell of shame from good old Game of Thrones to tell you why I'm getting back up there. It feels like everyone's like a clone of each other. But I take a look at Florida State and there's a lot of guys are out of sight, out of mind because they wound up being so injured last season that I think are going to make massive impacts this season for the Seminoles. Well, I think one big portion of that, Greg, is the fact that guys like Jalen Worley, they got experience because of all the injuries. So you had to throw him in there. And that kid's going to have a really good season. 6'6", 200-pound sophomore, was really good at taking care of the ball last year. Two-to-one assist to turnover ratio. He's got good size. He's like, he's a lot like Trent Forrest, but I think he's got a little bit more touch in his hands, especially around the rim. I think he can step up and have a good year. And the guy that I'm hearing out of Tallahassee that is having an excellent offseason is Central Florida transfer Darren Green Jr. He is shooting the cover off the ball, and they've needed that because last year, like you said, not a whole lot of shooting. It clogged up the paint a lot because guys couldn't get downhill because guys, uh, other teams were just sitting in there waiting on them. Now you're going to be able to space the floor out a little bit more. Darren Green Jr. is going to help out with that. Underrated signing as well. Baba Miller played at Real Madrid over in Spain, a big-time athlete, 6'10". He's that next talented kid out of Florida State that everybody kind of snaps their head around. They're like, where'd this kid come from? He's got good length. He's got a lot of he got a lot of offensive skill. He's a guy that could be good. And then people forget about Matthew Cleveland, who was ACC Sixth Man of the Year. While he could have been much more efficient shooting the ball, I think he shot sixteen or seventeen percent from three. That's going to have to improve. But a big athlete that can get to the rim and can really guard multiple positions to go along with what you're saying, Greg. That's another guy to keep an eye on. I love Leonard Hamilton and how he approaches recruiting, how he gets his type of guy. Now, if they're able to stay healthy and space the floor a little bit more, Florida State, like you said, could make a jump back to where they've been uh, over the last five or six years, and that's in the top five of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yep, I am feeling relatively bullish about them, and I'm feeling bullish about a lot of teams out there in the ACC. If there is one team that I think is going to take a little bit of a step down from last season, not because of coaching or anything like that, it is Wake Forest. He wind up losing Alondis Williams. That is going to be a big blow for them, and then Jake LaRavia winds up becoming a first-round pick. And on top of that, you wind up having a guy in Carter Witt he winds up going over to Furman, and this is a school that I want to emphasize as well because I know that you wind up doing a little bit of the SoCon tournament last season, and I take a look at some of these mid-majors that might be able to rise up. The SoCon just typically has like three or four very solid mid-majors, and for Furman, they do lose a little bit from last season, but I take a look at this bunch, and I don't know if they're going to have the chops to wind up being able to get an at-large bid. A lot of that is going to be dependent upon what they wind up doing out of conference, if they wind up being able to schedule and win some of those big games, but they've got the talent that if they would be able to make the NCAA tournament this season, I feel like they could be that team that winds up winning a game or two. Jalen Slauson can wind up giving you a triple-double on any given night. As I mentioned, they bring in a guy in Witt who was an ACC-level guard, so that is going to be able to help them out. Mike Bothwell is a human bucket. I take a look at this Furman team, and coming into the season, they're one that the more that I look at them, the more I just like them and the more that I think that they're going to be able to wreck some shop, especially if they wind up getting a crack at some of these big teams out of conference. Yeah, I mean, it's a really talented squad. Mike Bothwell and Jalen Slauson could start on pretty much any Power 6 team in the country. Those guys are really, really talented. Bothwell's a big body kid, about 6'3", 200 pounds. 
lefty, can get downhill. He's a really, really nice player, and his jump shot's come along. Shot 35% from three last year. That wasn't necessarily the case earlier in his career. He's really cleaned that up, and Jalen Slauson has pro potential because of what he does on the defensive end of the floor. He led the SOCON in both blocks and steals. And he's somebody that they, he plays the five position for Furman because he can guard so many spots, and he's a really good passer. Only thing he doesn't really do that well, Greg, doesn't shoot it great. He was 39 of 130 last year, 30% from beyond the arc. But outside of that, those two guys in particular are going to put them in any game that Furman plays in. I don't care who they're playing against. Now, they do lose two massive pieces, Alex Hunter and Conley Garrison. Both of those guys – we're really steadying factors. So that's where Carter Wick comes in. Is he going to be able to step in and be the type of playmaker that a lot of people thought he was going to be when he came out of high school? This was a top 125 kid. Somebody I thought in his high school senior class was the best passer in that class. I mean, he is gifted as far as his vision is concerned. He's a decent enough shooter. I'm interested to see with more confidence how he's able to compete because, man, whenever he, you saw him play in high school, he was an absolute passing wizard with the basketball and excellent in ball screen situations. And that's something that Furman likes to employ a lot of. And you've got athletes around and guys who can shoot it. Bob Ritchie's done a nice job piecing that roster together. I agree with you. I think that they're going to be in for an absolutely massive season. And I mean, the SoCon in general, I take a look at some of these conferences and the way that they've been able to build themselves up. You take a look at what the WAC is doing with the way that they're trying to protect some of their best teams, trying to get them into the NCAA tournament. I like that. But the SoCon in general, I feel like is one of the top major conferences out there in all of college basketball. As we have Terrence Oglesby joining me on the podcast. And I think that when you wind up taking a look at best coaches in all of college basketball. This is something that I touched upon on the podcast yesterday. Sometimes you need to try to take a look at how a coach winds up performing in comparison to what the expectations and what the resources in general they wind up having are. And Dan Earl, what he was able to do at BMI the last two years, I would say that he's probably a top 10 to 15 coach in all of college basketball. VMI is one of the just absolute toughest places to coach in the country because, well, you got guys that they need to wind up having to want to go into military service in general. And the way that he was able to get that team to fire on all cylinders, it was absolutely incredible. Now he's going to be the coach at Chattanooga and really tough to wind up picking up the pieces from a Chattanooga team that they wound up being a 13 seed in the NCAA tournament. They do wind up losing a lot of those star pieces, but they do wind up bringing back guys like NAJ Caldwell, the KC Hankton, and he wound up bringing over some of his own, like a Hunter Huff and a Jake Stevens. What's your overall outlook for Chattanooga this year? Because obviously losing Malachi Smith, that's going to hurt them. But I take a look at Dan Earl. I think that he's one of the guys in all of college basketball that deserves a little bit more respect than he winds up getting because I, in comparison to the expectations, he has exceeded all of them. And I think that he's going to be a winner at Chattanooga. It's hard to argue, especially in year one, when you have probably the best passing big man in all of college basketball and Jake Stevens following him from BMI down to Chattanooga. And they're going to have, they're going to invert their offense to be able to play through Stevens. That guy is fun to watch. Shot 50% from three at nearly seven feet tall, a tremendous wingspan, not very athletic at all. But at the same time, is so smart and it's got such great hands, can step out and shoot the ball. Dan Earl does such a nice job of getting him in spots to succeed. Honor Hoff, the guy that he brought down with him, super quick, can get downhill in a hurry. He's already had success in the SoCon, was very good as a freshman last season. And then some of those guys that they brought back, the talent's certainly there. Now, how he's going to be able to do at Chattanooga, where you're able to go after a different different type of kid. And what I mean by that is you don't have to worry about the military service. There's requirements to get into school 
aren't the toughest at Chattanooga, but still, that all being said, you can go after a different type of talent, a different type level of player. Then he brings a couple of guys over from VMI that are going to help them right away. I'm interested to see how that progresses. And like you've said, Dan Earl does a tremendous job, especially with the X's and O's, of putting his players in the right position to succeed. I agree with you there. And Terrence, we've talked about a few teams out there in the SOCON that I think are going to have an absolutely tremendous year. And I do think that major basketball it is as good now as it's been in a long time. I know a lot of people thought a few years ago when transfers wanted to becoming a little bit more prevalent that it would hurt mid-majors. I would actually say it's been helping out some of these mid-major programs a little bit more. Are there a few in particular that stand out that maybe we haven't touched upon yet that you think are going to be in for a very, very big season this year, whether they be from the SoCon or just a different conference in general? Because we've got a lot of good mid-majors out there. Like I know like Conference USA is going to be loaded. The WAC, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, they've got some good teams. The Big West list goes on and on. Any teams wind up really standing out to you that you think they could be in for a massive year? You know, Appalachia State just keeps rolling. Dusty Kearns does a tremendous job up there in Boone. you got to love what he does uh, with the Mountaineers. And then to go back to the SoCon, what Mike Jones has been able to do over at UNC Greensboro and implement his culture so fast, whenever he plays completely different from the from his predecessor in West Mellon, He's able to get those guys to adapt. He's able to bring in really talented pieces. you got to love what he's been able to do. And then Samford with Bucky McMillan, Bucky Ball. You want to talk about bringing in high-level talent. He's certainly done that. They continue to roll in the right direction, and Samford's a lot of fun to watch. College basketball has been really good for a few years. People talk about, well, college basketball's down. It's this, it's that. No, it's really good if you're willing to dive in deep. It's a lot of fun to watch. There's a lot of different levels of basketball where you're able to see quality coaching and quality players. And to go along with what you said, there's just going to be more and more teams kind of emerge this season. Georgia State's another one. Got into the tournament last year, had a good had a good year at the Sun Belt. Stephen F. Austin, they're in a whack. I mean, a lot of good basketball being played. There is tons of great basketball being played, both at the power conference level and at the mid-major level. And Terrence, I know you do a great job of being able to gauge all of it. You're getting primed for what is going to be a tremendous year of college basketball you and everyone else over there at the field of 68 do amazing work so let the good people at home know what's on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms yeah at t underscore oglesby 22 on twitter make sure you hit that follow button and i'm going to be doing shows up until basketball season obviously with the dtf podcast with doster to and fanta have a lot of fun talking basketball mostly on the power six level but We've been doing that throughout the summer as well. And then once the Field of 68 gets rolling, probably in September, that train stops for nobody. So make sure you follow the Field of 68 as well. We have a blast. It's it's your go-to source for everything college basketball. These guys, Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster, John Fanta in particular, those three do a tremendous job of covering the sport. And I'm happy that they dragged me along with them. And Terrence does absolutely incredible work. One of the best analysts that you're going to find out there in the sphere of college basketball. And every time he joins this podcast, always delivers the kids. So big thanks to Terrence for joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops. Now part of the Veasan family of podcasts. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM. Leave me does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. 
Coming to you, coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball season and throughout the year in general. During the college basketball season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day here in the offseason. Starting to take a look forward at the upcoming season and doing conference previews as well. So I'll be chatting at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.